Um, this morning, I'm going to be real. Is that okay? Is that okay if I'm real? Me and Monique have gone through many, many battles since, I think it was June 2018 when our last service that when we moved to South, uh, back to America. And we thought that we were going and it was going to be fine and dandy going back to America. And God's going to send us and it's just going to explode. Well, yes, indeed, everything did explode. And it felt like everything was going downhill at one point. But we're thankful for God's grace and mercy. And, and through the journey, Monique was blessed with a green card and God just worked everything out. But I believe I have a word this morning, and it's kind of kind of a testimony, however you want to call it, mixed with the word, my heart. That's what I just want to say. I'm just going to preach my heart this morning and where God has brought us. And I want to read Psalms 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, I thank you for your precious word this morning. Father, that you would open up our hearts and our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Father, right now, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. God, that they would see you. Father, I thank you that those that are watching by live stream all across the world, that your Spirit has no limits, Father, but you would minister. Bring your word alive today, Father, like never before. There's power in your word. Father, you said you placed your word above your name. And your name is the name above every name. So, my God, we know your word is powerful. Father, I thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So, in this beloved song that was deeply personal to him, David reflected on Israel's communal experience of suffering. And they pictured God's people as a sheep in need of a loving shepherd. Just as God led the Israelites out of Egyptian slavery and walked beside them through the deep, dark, dangerous wilderness inhabited by their enemies, so he walks with you today. Even when you pass through the darkest valley, we must understand 
that under the tender care of our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, we will always have everything we need. He faithfully provides us with strength, guidance, discipline, protection, and what we sometimes need most of all, rest. This morning, if you are feeling weak, aimless, fearful, lost, are just plain tired from what is happening on the face of the earth. Let God be your good shepherd and lead you today. So this morning, as Pastor Jeff says, we'll be done 3 o'clock. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to preach on through the valley to the table. Come on, you got to catch it. Through the valley to the table. Now bear with me. I'm going to give my background to this. I'm going to lay some foundation and then we're going to take off. On October 24, 2019, I woke up early morning to get ready for work. And as I got out of bed... And I went to lean up. It felt like all of my insides were on fire. Now, I didn't know because that previous, that weekend, that Saturday before the Monday, me and Monique took my niece to one of those trampoline parks. And I was cutting and doing flips that I probably shouldn't have done <laughs> and thought I was more in shape than I was. So I thought, man, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sore from doing that. And as I got out of bed, I could barely walk. I thought, man, I'm really getting up in age. I'm only 23. What's happening? Not in my prime anymore. But as I went to work, just thinking common soreness, and praise God, I don't really have a physical bearing job. I, I sit in the office and, and, and manage the computers and so I'm not really strenuous throughout the day, but as I begin to walk around throughout the day, I could feel this pain worsening in my body. And it began to travel all throughout in my bladder, my stomach. Everywhere that you can think of was covered in pain. And I began to seriously get concerned. I said, my word, what is happening here, Lord? And as the day went on, I thought, well, I'll just go home and rest and see what happens. And what really frightened me is I was feeling pain in areas that I was really nervous about that didn't, couldn't understand if I can leave it at that, why I was feeling pain. And a week passed and it still didn't go away and by this time that voice starts to come. That something's not right. Something doesn't feel right. You've never felt this pain before, Preston. You should be concerned. And now, not having medical aid, going to the hospital was the last place that I wanted to go. Because at the time, that was the exact time that we were building our house and going to be moving in in December. So I thought, the last thing I need is medical bills. And then week two came, and it got so unbearable that 
I would cry myself to sleep at night. And I couldn't understand what was happening. And then the area that I was feeling pain began to send questions. You're not going to have kids one day. And I couldn't understand because I thought I maybe seriously injured myself. And as the weeks went on, really should have went to the emergency room a lot sooner. Poor Monique got fed up with me. And I was searching for someone to give me some pity here. And I couldn't understand why I was feeling like this. But this pain and, and something was taking place in my body that was changing all of my emotions. Everything that was happening, I, I wasn't myself anymore. And all I could think was the big C word, cancer. And as I would lay in bed at night and I would sit and the thoughts would run through my mind. And, and not many people know about this. This is the only, this is the second time that I'm speaking about this because I didn't even post it on Facebook or make it public. But as I would lay in bed at night and the enemy would say, this is it. I've got you right where I want you. You thought everything was going good, right? You got your house being built. You got her green card sorted, everything in life. And then things turn upside down. And after about two weeks of unbearable pain and not understanding what was happening, I said, I don't care what the medical bills are, we have to go. And so we went to the hospital. And I thought, oh, my word, what are they going to tell me? This is it. And they start running tests. And the first thing they started off with was an ultrasound. And I said, thank you, Lord, $5,000. Here we go. Getting it started quick. And you can ask Monique, as they did that ultrasound, my heart rate just laying in the bed shot to 180. And I sat there that morning, family. And believe me, I believed God by his word. I knew what was built on the inside. I knew what pastor has taught over the years. But I sat there. And come on, be honest, sometimes we don't see a way out. That God, this doesn't make sense. I'm only 23, and I'm a pretty healthy person besides a common cold every now and then. So this was way in left field, as we say. And as they did the ultrasound, I sat there, and I cried, and I said, God, this is it. They're going to tell me we found it. They're going to tell me you can't have kids. And as I laid in that hospital bed, I thought, there goes the house, there goes my marriage, there goes everything that I've stride and prayed for. I'm going to fail as a husband, that God, I don't see a way out. But there was this deep, deep, deep voice that said, just hang on, my son, that I'm going to come through. 
that my word has never failed you, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And they said, well, there's a lump, but most boys are born with it at that, when they're born. I thought, God have mercy. No, this must be wrong. You know, even my mind wanted to say, no, 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 you've got it wrong. There has to be something wrong. You don't understand the pain. And they said, well, we're going to send you for a CAT scan. I said, Rabba Shaka, more money. Would you mind flowing with me, Walt? Thank you. More money. And then those CAT scans, you sit in this small little thing, and I thought, dear Jesus, I'm not going to make it out of this. Can't even breathe in this thing. And I laid there once again. And they wanted to do an ultrasound on my kidneys and all this. And that voice came back and said, just wait, this one's it. They're going to find it here. And as I laid in there, whoom, 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 and it makes all these crazy noises. And I replayed back in my mind. Of all the times that I wanted to throw in the towel. And I said, God, this can't be it. That God, that you did not send me. All the way across the world. To come back and it stops here. But God, I know what you spoke over my life. And family, sometimes we've got to tell that to the enemy. That I know what the word of God says over my life. And sometimes we don't feel it. Sometimes we don't see a way out. My word, look what coronavirus has done. And we sometimes don't see it. And it sometimes feels like the enemy puts us in lockdown. And that's where I felt that very moment in the CAT scan. That this is it. I'm serious. I believed God. And I knew he was my healer. But if I'm honest with you. Said I could be real. I thought I was going to die. That's how severe it was. They get the results back. Your kidneys are fine. I thought so. We just like spending money around this place, don't we? Come to find out, long story short, there was an infection in my prostate. And I thought, my word, 23. And for months, I would live in pain. But I had to understand something. That it was in the darkest, deepest loneliest valley that God was saying, my son, if you just hang on, there's a table that I want to sit you at. There's a place of authority that you're going to come into after this. Now, did I feel it in the valley? No, 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 no. At times, did I want it? No. I wanted to throw in the towel and say, God, is this what got me serving you my whole life? Is this what the sacrifices got me? And I couldn't understand it then because they said, yes, this can cause trouble. 
And this can be a lifelong diagnosis. And you can have trouble having kids. And I thought, this is it. But notice in Psalms 23. That it was in that valley that David was being built up. Now I know some of you, most of us, have walked through some hard and difficult times this year. That none of us, come on, be honest, all the prophets were saying, 2020, it's the year of the Lord, this is it. And then now some of them we think, you prophet lie. But it's what we make of it. And see, everything inside of Preston wanted to sit in this valley. And there was days that I would stay at work and not even come home to Monique. Because this infection or whatever was taking place was throwing off my whole emotions and mind. And I would just sit in my car and I would cry. And I didn't see a way out. And I would cry to Monique, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I feel like this. This is, I couldn't break free from it. And come on, look around at what the media is saying. The news, the government. And we feed into all those things. But it's time in this moment that we have a point. We can go this way. Or we can go that way. This way and stay in the valley. Or that way to the table. That what did he say in that verse? That I would prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So whatever sickness, whatever depression, oppression, compression, whatever loss you might have faced, God is saying, I'm taking you through the valley to the table this morning. Because God didn't desire for Preston to die out in the valley. And God doesn't desire for you to die out in the valley. But it takes a valley to shape us. It takes a valley to build some character. It takes a valley. Because see, the kingdom of God is not built upon wimps. Come on, if you want to play patty cake with the devil, this isn't for you. But the kingdom of God right now, we need some people to stand up. And say, I declare and decree I will not die out. I declare and decree that coronavirus will not take my family. I declare and decree I will not suffer loss. But there's a place of authority. There's a place of victory that God has called me to sit in. Now, in my home, growing up, and I'm sure it's maybe here as well, but it's a big thing in the South. Maybe it's in the North, too, in America. That when the dad comes home, we always knew that dad's place at the table was the head. That dad gets to sit at the head. Why? Because he is the father of the house. He has the authority. And what God brought out to me through this trying time, and what I want to speak and pray and prophesy and 
tell you this morning that God does not desire for you to sit at the back of the table. But God is grabbing you this morning and saying, I've prepared a seat for you. That despite what you've gone through in 2020, or despite what you've gone through in 2018 and 2019, God says, I'm bringing you to a new place of authority. And that as it says it, that you'll sit before your enemies. And what will they watch? They'll watch you feast in victory. That that sickness that had me bound, that thought it had me bound, I can now sit in authority and say, look what my God has done. You thought you had me, but I'm still here. That depression, when the lockdown happened and you weren't able to talk to family, you weren't able to visit family, that succumbed you and said, I've got you right where I want you. And maybe, uh, I, 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 if I could be honest, there was times that I laid in bed at night and said, God, if you don't wake me up the next morning and take me on to glory, I'll take it. I never faced such depression like in those times because I didn't see a way out because surely it was the valley and it felt like the shadow of death was following me and I know all of us can testify over this past year that none of us when this happened saw a way out who would have ever thought you need to be on lockdown and get inside now yes it was great we were able to build and we were able to gained vision and, and God still made a way to impact. But it was in those lonely times that God says, don't worry. You're coming out of this stronger. You're coming out of this greater. And in Psalms 23, it says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Now see many of us, and I've come to prophesy this morning, that see what the enemy thought he stole, he must repay. Ooh, it's about to get good. Thank you, Father. Now, see, when the enemy thought he had me in that CAT scan and in that hospital, and, and maybe you may have lost a job through this whole virus and lockdown, and you may have lost a loved one, and you may have been uh, cut back on income. And that was the biggest thing that hit me. That I thought for a moment that I lost it. But God says, when I take you through the valley to the table, I'm anointing your head with fresh oil. I'm anointing it, and it's going to run over. What does run over mean? That more than enough. And I sat there, and I thought, my God, that I'm coming out with some goods. 
And I can stand here today, not in a boastful way, but I'm stronger than I've been before. I'm on a higher level than I've been before because the enemy thought he had me down here. But God said, no, my son, I want to take you and place you in the authority that I've given you. See, the enemy wants to have us. And by higher level, I don't mean in a, in a, in a, in a boastful way. But the enemy wants to crush us and keep us down and shut our voice up. But through that valley, there was boldness built. There was confidence built, not in myself, but in my God. And I can tell you, never went back to the hospital. Never seen a doctor again. And I haven't felt pain since January 2019. That what I thought was my season that I was dying out. And on top of that, God said, because he says that it's going to run over. That I'm not just going to leave you with no pain. But my wife is now 10 weeks pregnant with a child. That what the enemy thought he could steal, and what an infection thought he can steal, what a disease thinks it can steal from you, because it says it in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I've come that thou might have life and have it more abundantly. Come on, somebody. Our God has come to give us life. See, the enemy can only portray a picture. And if you recall the story of Job when he came to God and said, if you just remove that hedge and let me get to him, he'll curse you. And God said, no, he won't. He cursed the day he was born. But he won't curse me. And you know what the Lord told him? He said, you can do everything. But what? Take his life. And see, sometimes it feels like that. That the enemy is hitting in all directions. But I've come to tell somebody today that God has taken you out of the valley. And he's bringing you to the table this morning. To sit in authority. To sit in victory. Now, it didn't come easy. There's something that we have to activate, and it's that daring, unshakable faith. Now, I'm not supposed to go too far here. I'll get in trouble. But some days it feels like this. That our victory is in the distance. That our healing is in the distance. That our breakthrough is in the distance. That dad, you don't see a way out. That the doctors say there's not a way out to your neuropathy. That it seems so dark. That you may have lost all courage, but God says, my son, fix your eyes on the table. Come on, family, you've got to fix your eyes on the table. That God is not going to leave us in the deepest, darkest valley, but it's going to take it. Take what? That unbearing, never wavering, daring, 
unshakable faith to say, God, I may be moving with a limp. But I see the place of authority that you're taking me. I see the salvations in my family. I see the healing over my life. I see my financial moves taking place on a higher level. Come on. That I can testify that all but the goodness and greatness of God. That we didn't lose our house through this virus. And that even before I left. To come here, me and Monique were blessed. Someone said, I see what you're doing for the kingdom. Here's a house note while you're gone. But if you go back and we focus on the valley and we focus on our enemies. See, David, when he went to fight Goliath and everyone told him, aren't you worried? You're just a little shepherd boy. See, they never saw David as the king. But God want to place, wanted to place him in that place. Sometimes it takes starting off in the back. And he was left with the dirty sheep. But when he came to face Goliath, he saw his giant for what it was. And he said, you come to me with a spear and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord and that's what we have to do that God will have your enemies come and sit and watch you feast in victory that no matter what your job may say your company your doctor your family members you're so foolish give it up already And every voice wanted to tell us that. And I couldn't understand it. That it happened at the most inconvenient time possible. Right two months before we were to sign our mortgage. Over $10,000 in medical bills. And I would go to that house as it was being built. And I would stand there think, my word, I can't even get excited about this. I can't even celebrate this. All because the enemy wants to take our vision. To steal our vision. To only show us that deep, dark valley. But in 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says... I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. See, if we want to see a victory, it's going to take a fight. To sit at this table and sit in authority of where God has called the kingdom his sons and daughters to be. That it takes a fight. But it's in those moments that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And how do we fight? With the word. 
See, I didn't have any prayers to pray anymore. I didn't have the words to say, but I knew his word. And see, I would even see, I thought, okay, my wife is going to give me the pity I need. And for a moment, she was a bit concerned. Okay, you know. But then it was like she flipped the switch on me. She wouldn't give me no pity. And then I thought, ah, see, we still lived with mom and dad. I said, mama's got me. Mama's going to give me pity because I'm a mama's boy. And I knew it. If I go to mama, I'm going to hear everything I want to. Oh, boo-boo, are you okay? But then my mom looked at me, and I can remember laying in her bed crying. I don't know what to do. Crying my eyes out. This is it. And she said, son, I love you, but pull it together. What have I taught you? And see, there's something that has stuck with me my whole life. Psalms 27, verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And my mom said, son, what did I teach you? In the times where you don't feel it, in the times where you don't see it, and you're in the deepest, darkest valley, are you going to faint out here? Because the word says, if you don't grow weary in well-doing, you shall reap if you faint not. So, son, pull it together. I didn't raise no pamsy-wamsy for the kingdom. I love you, son, and I'm worried and concerned, but I know my God, and I know what the word says. Family, sometimes we don't have time for pity. And a friend once told me, he said, Preston, sometimes you've got to trust the God you know, not the God you feel. Oh, come on. Trust the God you know, not the God you feel. Because I can promise you in October, in November, December, I didn't feel him anywhere around me. And you may have been in there this past year in the darkest, deepest valley. Dad, you may not feel it. You may not see your healing. But I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord. I've got to see it. I've got to speak it. I've got to declare it and have daring, unshakable faith that my God has not failed me yet and that this valley may be dark. This valley may be deep. But his presence will carry me and sit me at the head of the table to face my enemy. And say, look at where my God has brought me. Look at what my God has done. Depression, you thought you had me. But he said he would turn my mourning into dancing. And my sorrow into joy. That infection, you thought you had me. But the price was paid on Calvary a long time ago where Jesus Christ shed his blood that I could be healed. And this morning, God is wanting to take us that when we don't see a way out, 
when it looks impossible. But it's so vital that the only thing that will keep us is faith. The just shall live by faith. That once again, I didn't feel it. I didn't see it. At times, I didn't want it anymore. I said, God, maybe you called somebody else. Maybe you want to do it for someone. And I'm ending on this. That we look at the story of Joseph. That he had a dream. That essentially the interpretation of the dream was one day that his brothers, his family, would bow down to him. That he would be in a place of authority. And he told his brothers the dream and they were already jealous that he was favored by his father. And they did what? They threw him into a pit. They sold him into slavery. They wanted him dead, wiped off. And see all of you that sit here this morning, don't think for one second the enemy is pleased. He's angry, he's jealous, he's frustrated for what we are doing for the kingdom of God. That see, he thought coronavirus could stop us. He thought it could limit us. See, Joseph's brothers thought the pit was gonna limit him where God wanted to take him. See, the enemy may think that valley, that sickness, that loss of job, that loss of a family member was gonna break you and throw you out. But God is going to use that pit to place you in the palace. And Joseph went through years. Yet he reminded himself of the dream and the vision that God gave him. That God didn't call me to sit here. But God placed me and called me to sit in authority as a child of God. That the enemy has no foothold. In years down the line... What do you know he was placed when in the time of famine? And who came to beg for food? His family, his brothers that sold him out. And what was Joseph? He could have thrown them out. But still yet, he looked back and saw the pit was difficult. It was lonely. It was dark. The prison was tough. He was accused of things. But yet he kept sight of the table, of the place where God called him. And he looked at his brothers in that moment and he could have said, too bad, go on back, enjoy your famine. But he said it. Essentially, don't be sorry, but it was God that sent me before you to prepare and gather, and God used me. And that's what I want to tell somebody this morning, 
that you're not coming out of this valley empty-handed. You're coming out of this valley clothed in royalty, that you are a son and a daughter of the king. And I don't, I don't say it in a rude way, but I don't care what you faced in 2020. That God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And God didn't call you to just be a pamsy wamsy, but God said, I've named you more than a conqueror. But it's gonna take that daring, unshakable faith to say, God, I see it. I see the place of victory. No matter how tough it is, no matter my family members may have sold me out, no matter what they said against me, I see it and I believe it. So this morning, we have an opportunity to say, God, I'll sit in the valley, and I'll enjoy my pity, and I'll believe the lies of the enemy. Or we can grab a hold to the word this morning. Come on now. You got to believe with me. That even in the past couple days, the enemy thought he was sly. Germany's closed down. Germany's our way back home. I thought the Lord helped Jesus. Lord, I got a job. Got a house. Got all these things. Now I can sit and let that become a valley full of stress and anxiety and Lord knows I like to worry sometimes and get my stomach in knots and she likes to slap me around. Thank you, Lord. Or I can choose to believe the word of the Lord that God, you sent me here. You'll get us back home to what you have us to do. That look, you sit here today. You made it, family. You made it. And yes, we pray for those that lost family members. But this morning, we've got to choose faith over fear. Faith over doubt. Faith over self-pity to say, God, I'm not staying there. And no matter what situations look like, yeah, the country may be closed, but God, I know you have everything. Just as Pastor Natasha said this morning, God was already there. He already knew. God already knew all those difficult seasons I was going to walk through. God already knew that infection that was going to try to come. That the enemy has to get his permission to do anything. But because you sit here today, we can rejoice at the fact that we made it. God has been so good. And maybe we took a loss in 2020. All of us have different circumstances. All of us have different frustrations this morning. But are we going to grab a hold to the word? And say, devil, I don't know if I could use it, what they tell a dog, foot sack. 
What's that, yo, devil? I was excited because that's, man, we used to go into the town. I just thought it was amazing that these dogs really knew what foot sack meant. So we would go feed the dogs, and I said, I'm going to try it out. You know, no one, no one was looking around. Foot sack! And there he took off. I said, man, he understands Afrikaans, too. That was... <laughs> anyway, but you tell the devil, foot sack, yo, devil. And I still say it, get back. God has a table of victory that he wants to sit me at. God has a place of victory and authority. Why? Because you are a child of God. You are more than a conqueror. And he didn't call you to stay defeated and beat down. But he called you to rise up and declare the word and have unshakable faith. Because we can't go into 21, 2021. And oh my word, someone posted something last night. Isn't it odd that the next year is 2021? They're trying to say 2021. You'll get it later. 2020 didn't win. Jesus won. All right. My mom's a little slow there. Thank you. You got it. (laughs) But we're going victorious. That I believe God to change circumstances. To shift things. But we've got to be courageous. Just as David said, he's my good shepherd. That he'll lead me and guide me. And take me right through the valley to the table to sit in that place of victory. Now, I know I can't lay hands and pray, but ma'am, if this is okay, Pastor Natasha, if I pray, ma'am, there's breakthrough coming. Now, I... I don't know if I met you before. I've moved away for a couple years, but I don't know circumstances. But I want to tell you the word of the Lord that God knows exactly where you're at. And I see there's been some struggle and there's been some turmoil. But I hear the word of the Lord. My daughter, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. And Father, right now, I just pray breakthrough. Father, every financial need, every need within her body, God, I pray the power of the Holy Ghost to just fall upon her right now, that, Father, you know the need. And I declare and decree that this is turnaround season, that you're going through the valley to the table, says the Lord, that I haven't forgotten about you and I see right where you are. And that when the enemy would try to flood your ears with lies, the Lord says, block it out. For it's only a distraction. But my word is yea and amen over your life. And if I said it, I'll perform it, saith God. Father, I thank you right now for divine breakthrough, divine provision. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you're carrying her to that place of victory. In the mighty name of Jesus, she Father, I thank you. 
Father, you've been so good. Through the valley to the table. I know of a few friends that are watching. And you'll know who you are when I say this. He's my barber. Cuts my hair back home. Surely it's been a difficult season for you guys. Now they'll understand. And it's been a valley. can use their names there in America. Rob and Amanda, hear the word of the Lord. You're going through the valley to the table. Amanda, God is going to do it. And that situation that you guys have walked through has felt like the deepest, darkest valley. And that there doesn't seem a way out. But I've come to tell you that that's the word of the enemy. That he wants to say there's no way out. But God has got this situation. And you're going to see God do it. And he's carrying you both through this valley. He's never left you. But I speak a divine miracle right now. Father, that this situation that we're believing you for, that you, God, would lift them up and carry them, God, to the place of victory. Father, you see their heart's desires and what they're believing you for. That, Father, you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man to repent. And no matter what doctors say, no matter what people around them say, you always have the last word. So, Father, we thank you. And yes, it will take daring, unshakable faith, says the Lord. But watch and see me, for I will do it, says the Lord. And it will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Dad, I have no doubt that this dream that I had before I left was concerning your health. But God knows the day. God knows the hour of your life. And what that individual said really rubbed me wrong. When I got here. And Father, we just come right now and I break off that word. Family, can we stretch our hands? I break off every word of death that the enemy has spoken against you. 
And I come this day and I declare life and life in abundance. See, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he's come to give you life. And I place a mirror upon that word that the enemy sent. And I command it right now, Father, that every nerve, every muscle comes in alignment with the word of God. That neuropathy is just a name and it must bow before the name of Jesus. And I declare and decree you will see your grandchildren grow. And you will be there to see them play sports and to enjoy times. See, it's in the deepest, darkest valley that you've walked through. But the Lord says, I'm placing you in a seat of victory. That you'll look at those enemies, those sickness, that it has no place. So, Father, right now we declare and decree wholeness. Wholeness. See, the enemy can do whatever he wants. But just like I told you, he can't take your life unless he gets the approval. But he said, with long life, I will satisfy you. So, Father, I thank you that you raise him up. And we seal it in the blood of Jesus. Can we stand, family? Father, right now, I just want to pray over the church, over the body as a whole. For every individual that sits here today, oh God, that you would come with a new wave of strength. Daring, unshakable faith. That you would lift your people up, oh God, in this time. That when the enemy has tried to come, see, try, he can't prosper. To still kill and destroy, to discourage, to beat down. Father, you come and you encourage your people that you're bringing them through the valley to the table to sit in authority. That you've named them more than conquerors, Father. So we declare your word today. That you're seated in victory, Jesus. And we're right there with you. Seated with you in victory, God. That we have the keys to the kingdom, Father. We have all authority. So, Father, I pray right now for every individual, every situation. God, you see it. Father, over Lofta, over the ministry. Oh, God, that you would expand our borders like never before from nation to nation. That, Father, you're seating Lofdell in a seat of victory, in a seat of authority over the Western Cape, over all of South Africa. That this church will be a body of influence. That, Father, we thank you. That, God, we will pioneer for the move of God. And Father, we won't back down, but God, we agree with all of heaven that we're going through the valley to the table this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.